Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 12th of January 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, we got another one of those action-packed newscast shows for you today. Um, we weren't able to secure a guest, but luckily this was a very active week in search. Uh, Dave, you're in, uh, you're in Whistler, B.C. still. I am. How's, how's it going? Uh, you know what? It's 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 great. I mean, I spent yesterday skiing. After uh, you know what? It, it's one of those. It works out perfectly because uh, the slopes don't open till ten. I usually get there around ten thirty or something. I like to get, still get up at six six thirty. So you know, you get a good few hours in. You can feel productive and then uh, be okay with the fact that uh, your afternoon is spent, you know, sliding down a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to, to be clear, this is the same mountain that you ride your bicycle down in the summer, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, same mountain. Yeah, yeah. I was I was at Whistler a few years ago. I learned to ski at Whistler, which is a really dumb place to learn to ski. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's that'd be an interesting way to go. Uh, well, it would have been an interesting way to go, except I survived. <laughs> okay, I have no great segue to jump in because I got the wrong story in front of me. It would have been a, a wonderful segue had somebody died, but thank goodness nobody did. Um, but you know, somebody, some people's rankings might die, especially in the, in the mobile web. Um, yesterday, Google, uh, rolled out the mobile intrusive interstitial penalty. So if you have, uh, one of those annoying pop-ups, you know, interstitial pop-ups that, like get between a user and good content, and that user had tried to get to that specific content from a Google search result, well, that page is probably going to get itself penalized. Yeah. What do you think <laughs> about that? Is it, um, I mean, Google, had, Google has kicked around webmasters. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, we've got to make money somehow. Google's yeah. kicked around webmasters for years and years and years. You, you, you know, basically dictating how they want websites to look, websites that, that are linked to from their index to look. Is this yeah. fair of Google? Like, uh, to, 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 to tell webmasters they can't have these interstitials, or is it just, you know, good uh, good housekeeping policy? You know what? I mean, this is always an interesting question, and we hit this repeatedly. For, you know, I mean, we've been doing this, what, over 10 years now, and we keep hitting yeah. this, this same issue, and the same debate around it is uh, Google is, is, is a monster at this point, right? Like uh, powering massive, massive amounts of traffic. Um, and so we do hold them to this standard of exactly to your question, and I ask it all the time myself, is it fair for them to X, Y, or Z? At the end of the day, though, they're also a corporation, and, and their, their primary objective, let's leave generating revenue aside, is to serve their visitors. So, of course, it makes perfect sense that what, we're, what they need to do is whatever is in the best interest of their, um, you know, of their traffic, they – they don't care about me. They don't care about you. They don't really care about website owners other than the ones that, that dish out cash on, on AdWords. Um, 
you know, so at the end of the day, it's, it's a weird way to ask the question. But if we pay attention to what Google's doing, I mean, they're making rules that are in the best interest of their visitors. They're going, our visitors don't like this, so we need to fix it. Okay, well, then if I want to get in front of their visitors and I want their visitors to like my site, then actually just kind of following what Google's guiding you to here is going to tell you how to make their visitors happier on, on your website. Sometimes it works against the, the monetization strategies we might have in play. Uh, but, at the, you know, in, in a case like this, you know, I mean, my tweet out as soon as I heard the news was, thank goodness, right? <laughs> like, good, because they drive me nuts. Um, you know, so to me, this one was a win. At the end of the day, this is Google's, you know, it's their company. It's their playing field. If we want their traffic, we have to play by their rules, just like any other company. Well, I, I, I get it. Um, you know, I, I had a client in the publishing industry, and uh, I remember when Google announced that they were going to be introducing this penalty, what was it, six months ago, maybe maybe eight months ago? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I might go to the client, I'm like, hey, guys, like, you don't have to do it today, but you're going to have to drop that uh, – that interstitial, it's um, it's it's going to get you in trouble in the mobile world, and uh, the owner comes back at me and says, "Well, we can't. We're getting like twenty percent of our revenues from that one ad group." Right, and it was heartbreaking. And then you know they're they're no longer my client, but I'd love to have had a conversation with them this morning, <laughs> you know, see how they, or, or yesterday morning to see how they felt about it. Um, now, just to be clear, not every um. Not every layover or ad that comes up that, that sort of covers the page is going to get penalized. Certain ones are going to be okay. For example, um, an interstitial that's being used uh, as in, in place of a cookie. One that is, say, for age verification, that won't get penalized. And uh, one that's like uh, that sort of mimics a banner ad, takes up a small amount of space but doesn't cover the entire content area. Those are probably going to get through without any problems. But, you know, the interstitial, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, I hate that word, but the interstitial that, like, covers your entire page and is hard to, hard to close, that page, you know, again, if it was ranking in Google and Google, uh, Google SERP was leading directly to that page, well, Google's probably going to remove that SERP and it won't be leading, directly going to that page anymore. Yeah. Um. Off the top of your head, I guess this is just like a little bit of creative webmastering. What uh, what would you do about that if, uh, if, if 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 that if that was happened to one of your clients? What would you what would you suggest to them? Um, you know, I mean, this this is a tough one. There's a couple different routes you can go here, so it, it really depends on the on the kind of site you're running, right? I mean, obviously, there's you know we we've, we've been doing this long enough, and I I got my start doing doing affiliate marketing where I was willing to go a, a little more into the darker depths of, <laughs> of marketing than I would for say like a, a client now or, or my own site now. But, um, you know, I mean, the, there's that side where are going, Oh, okay. Well, if what I care about is Google here, okay, well let's just get our servers looking at what's coming in. Um, and, and, and just, okay, I'll just say it and just serve different, <laughs> different traffic, right? Like, okay. So have this interstitial appear, um, when it comes from from source X and not appear when it comes from source Y, right? So, oh, okay, you know, it's Google traffic. I, I'm going to treat Google visitors the way they want. Don't just block it for Google bot. When Google sends a visitor, you know, show them what, what Google's saying Google visitors want and everybody else. You can you can put up this interstitial. Um, you know, there's there's that route. Dangerous. 
(laughs) But that is a route you could go. Would I? I'd never tell any of my clients to do that, right? You know, for for very obvious reasons here. So on the other side of it, um, you've got a what if you can't do that? Well, you're just going to have to make those decisions, right? Like, you know, if you've got a lot of paid traffic and that's working out real well for you, great. Then create like a subdomain on your site (laughs) or a new domain um, that's basically just duplicated with this interstitial and, you know, you're driving paid traffic to it. So there you are. That'll that'll stay and you can profit from it exactly as you have been and then have your other site, you know, remove it from the other site or or limit it to something that's acceptable um, and get your Google traffic over there. Um, you know, that's that's a route to go if it has to be merged like that, like if it's this interstitial and all your traffic coming from Google. Well, this is this is their game. So it, it's time to come up with a mo- new monetization strategy because you got to get rid of it at this point or, or find ways to to limit it to something that's that's a little more acceptable in Google's eyes. OK, I'm not I'm not honestly not sure what advice I would give. Um, I'd say uh, increase the size of the ba- of the top banner. Um, but not too much, and don't introduce any more ads above the fold. You're going to have to make it up on subsequent pages or below the fold. Right. Um, you know, perhaps uh, write content that's specifically designed to direct people to another page where that interstitial could be introduced. But, you know, even no matter what you do, you're going to be losing some percentage of traffic that would otherwise be, be, be seeing that. So there you go. Um, yeah. it's a big had one. I, had I had the right article open in front of me um, when we were talking about, you know, people learning to ski at Whistler and dying by falling <laughs> off the edge of a cliff? Yep. Well, had I had the right thing open, we'd have had a great segue into... This is... I, I swear this is probably the last time we mentioned Yahoo on this show. <laughs> but, uh... Well, something really bad happened in Sunnyvale last week, or really good, depending on how you want to look at it. Alibaba, or I'm sorry, Yahoo exists on the web still. Yahoo.com still resolves, and uh, Yahoo News is still there, and Yahoo Finance is still there, and all that sort of stuff. But Yahoo as a company is no longer there. Um, Yahoo has been split. It's renamed um, Alt Baba, Alt Abba, sorry, Alt Abba. Um, Verizon, Verizon now owns it, and uh, really, what was left of the offices at Yahoo are now they now exist really to hold Alibaba stocks. While yeah. um, the core internet business or businesses, well, who knows what's going to happen with them? But we do know that as far as the board of directors go, Marissa Mayer is out. She's uh, still she's still CEO, but she's no longer sitting on the board. Co-founder Dave Philo, he's gone. As are um, anyone who was an old school Yahooligan, they're all gone. Um, I, I'm not sure what else to say on this, Dave. Is uh, what, what do you think? Uh, well, I found the name uh, a little a little curious. Yeah, sad. So Altaba, uh, weird name. Yeah, Altaba, we- weird name. Reminded me, of course, and, and probably you too, that, that took me back a little bit in time. Um, because you have Alibaba, 
and then which is is still around. Um, we have Alta Vista is of course what it reminded me of, and I'd actually look this up. I'm like, okay, what was the the full story of Alta Vista? Um, for for those who don't remember a day when there was more than just Google. Uh, Jim, you know, do you remember ranking reports with like 20, 30, well, first ranking reports mattered. Um, and B, there were like 20 engines <laughs> you were checking at the time. Um, well, for our visitors who don't remember Alta Vista, fair enough. You shouldn't, most of you anyway. Um, it was established in 95. That's mm -hmm. telling you when we were doing SEO, Jim. Uh, this is part I'd totally forgotten about. As soon as I saw it, I remembered that I'd forgotten, but I'd totally forgotten about it. It was purchased by Yahoo. That's in, right. Uh, in 2003. I'd totally forgotten about that. And then in 2013, it was shut down and then just redirected across to yahoo.com. Um, I was like, because I was like, why would you name your new entity after a fallen engine? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Uh, well, it's because it was Yahoo's fallen engine. <laughs> so, so, so it's so, funny. It's funny how we see different words, eh? I saw Alt-Abba. You saw um, Altaba. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, a much, that's a much better name. Altaba is way better than Alt-Abba. Because, <laughs> you know, I went even further back in time, and I saw um, the Swedish disco group, but they were all dressed in black leather and carrying guitars, and they, they, they sounded like ministry. <laughs> you know, yeah, Alt-Abba. Either one works. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's definitely interesting news, you know, for for all of us. We we all knew this was coming, of course. Um, this certainly finalizes things. I know there was the 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 leak, the data leak that had come out. It was like, okay, what's happening here? Um, oh, you know, where Yahoo had not um, released that there'd been you know the largest data breach in in history <laughs> on their on their watch in the sale. Okay, this tells us everything was is proceeding forward. Um, so now it's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, to see what happens after this um, to the engine. And I mean, Verizon, these people aren't idiots. They have a plan. They have something to do. And it can't just be keep churning it along the way they have been, right? The, the way the entity has been called Yahoo has been powered. So they've got to have a plan. It's going to be interesting to watch that unfold. I, I do hope Verizon uh, remembers what happened. I, I hope they learn from Yahoo's history. Every time Yahoo has tried to capitalize, and this 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 weirds me out. Yahoo is still the fourth largest content network on the web. I mean, we remember you just think of the gargantuan size of all the divisions that are just churning out information daily. But yep. you remember back in the day, um, what was his name? Jack something. Uh, uh, he was he was uh, going to bring. Um, Yahoo to Hollywood. Um, I'm spacing the fellow's name. Anyway, it was a failed initiative, and that was actually the beginning of the end for Yahoo when they tried to go for the big conversions before broadband had uh, become ubiquitous in American living rooms. Right. Um, so the, the web simply wasn't, uh, wasn't ready for Lloyd Braun. The fellow's name was Lloyd Braun, and the web just wasn't ready for Lloyd's plans. Um, and again, Yahoo started its massive slide then and never recovered. Um, I'm, I'm curious what, Ver, what Ver, uh, Verizon is going to do. Um, honestly, I think the smart play is to start selling off pieces of Yahoo to the highest bidder. Yeah. Yeah, and if you've got the patience and will, you could sell it off for more than you pay, right? Like It could actually be quite profitable if you oh. just sold it off and, and had the patience and the ability to just sort of hold out. And uh, 
you know, well, even increase the value of it in, in bits and pieces and then sell it. I mean, they only paid $4.8 billion for all of the um, for all of the digital properties, um, not not any of the holdings in uh, in Alibaba, but just for the digital holdings, they paid four point eight billion. Like, if they can't capitalize on that, um, I, I, I can't. I, that's not a heck of a lot of money in internet terms, in the internet no. scale, right? Um, I think, you know, fantasy football alone could make them like a half billion a year if they put their mind to it. Right. We shall see. Um, we got a bunch of stories coming up. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, content and SEO, um, m- more moves Google has has taken to remove information or to not <laughs> to block information from webmasters. A couple of predictions for 2017. We've got a whole bunch more coming up. But before we get to that, we have to take a break here on Webcology. It is the 12th of January, 2017. This is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Stick around. We're back after these messages. cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Sales at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Webco. 
technology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at Cranberry.fm. It's the 12th of January, 2017. And if you were wondering who exactly links to Cranberry, you wouldn't find out from Google because as of yesterday, the link operator was killed. They pushed, they pushed, they pushed him off a cliff in Whistler, right? <laughs> I know. I was like, hey, that could have been the second one that we brought up uh, earlier in the show when talking about you dying on a mountain. I know. Um, I know. It would have been so easy, but I screwed it up at the beginning of the show. Um, <laughs> go figure, eh? <laughs> so I like that. I mean, like you, you, I remember using this every day. Yep. Um, Ever since I, you know, I got majestic, I don't use it every day. But it was one of the most important commands um, back in the day when, in, in old school SEO, link colon domain told you everything you needed to know about a link profile. Yep. I think again, this is way back in the day, but it was still useful when you want, you know, you wanted to do some really quick research, confirm an idea you had. Um, you didn't want to run an entire majestic report, so you just go to Google, type link colon domain name. And uh, again, gave you relatively the, the, the information you needed. Now it's gone. I know. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I cannot remember the last time I used it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's been ages. And you're right. I mean, my my go tos um, just tends to be, and I guess it was just habit. Like I, I'm generally logged into Majestic, Ahrefs, whatever. I'm logged into one of them <laughs> at any given moment in my life. Uh, you know, or, or Raven. Uh, and so, yeah, habitually, I just went over because I found their data to be, I mean, well, you know, like <laughs> you go to Majestic, you're going to get significantly more accurate numbers. Uh, plus, you can compare instantly, right? Like you can put in a couple different sites in Majestic and then boom, you've got, you know, you versus them versus, you know, a couple other competitor X, Y and Z in there. Um so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of the last time I used the, the link operator. But you know what? It's, to me, this is like when GeoCities died. It's still like <laughs> I, I hadn't used it in ages, but it's still kind of sad <laughs> because I remember it was the mainstay. It was the only source of that data, and it provided good data. Um, you know, now it doesn't, but it used to provide almost 100% of what they saw, right? So it was great. Yeah. Uh, oh, and- Indeed, I, I would. Of course, the, the link operator hasn't been accurate for quite a while, but you know, I'm in the middle of a meeting or something. Um, again, I don't want to run an entire formal report. I just want a quick answer now. Right. And so, you know, I would I would often use you know link colon whatever, and then just keep on talking in the meeting. Um, yes, yeah, I just think you know again, just removing piece removing tools from webmasters is I, I don't understand why they keep on doing that <laughs> yeah you know what but again it's one of those scenarios and, and they and a bunch of them got mentioned right here where isn't this awesome for tool manufacturers and you know what you and i both have friends who manufacture tools and we're already paying for them anyway so some friends uh, so you know what it's you know good for them and you know sir for for Dixon or John Henshaw or, you know, Rand Fishkin, you know, congratulations, guys. <laughs> you just profited again uh, from Google re- removing data that we can only get now through third-party tools. Yep. So if you were using the link operator, don't. 
Again, uh, the link operator was killed by John or killed by Google and announced by John Mueller. I, again, I understand uh, the link operator was pushed off a cliff in Whistler. Um, <laughs> there's a good piece uh, in yesterday's. I'm oh, sorry, two days ago. Uh, Ryan Shelley published a good piece in Search Engine Land, and this is something that's been uh, with with one particular client I have. This is something that's been really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um. This is on why SEO and lousy content doesn't mix. Um, And, you know, like, less is not more when it comes to content, but more is not necessarily better. Um, I have this one client, and they are putting up uh, blog posts every three days religiously because an SEO from two years ago told them they had to do this. Right. Um, for the most part, I've you know I've made my opinion known, but there's one guy in this office who you know seems to hold a whole bunch of sway, whose job it is to do the blog posts. Um, so they don't want to change. But sometimes the posts are kind of lousy. It's kind of sucky, you know. It's not real information. It more feels like regurgitated and uh, um, uninteresting. Right. Unrelevant. And uh, I've been saying, again, that, you know, Google's probably going to get you for this over time because you're providing a crappy user experience. And now I got this uh, this this article to to back up my opinion. Funny, I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it is sometimes nice to have a piece in your book market just to go. All right. Next time I have this argument, I can go. It's not just me. See, <laughs> here's somebody else who's saying the same thing. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I think everybody here who, who has clients or everybody in the listening audience that has clients probably knows exactly that feeling where it's just like, you should trust me, but you don't. So here's somebody else saying the same thing. Yep. So, you know, what constitutes good content and what constitutes really bad content? And more importantly, what's Google going to do if they, if Google perceives you have and are continuing to create bad content? So, you know, you get stuff like uh, content that is there to help visitors, um, you know, the visitor came to your site for a reason, and if you answer their question or help them get from point A to point B, that's probably good. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's accessible, completely accessible on, like, every browser, probably good. If it's correct, (laughs) probably good. If it's incorrect, probably not good. But uh, I see so I see a lot of um, and this this happened in the SEO community four or five, maybe six years ago, where everybody was regurgitating everybody um, just 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 before the massive breakout of Facebook and and uh, and social media, when you know many SEOs were you know still blogging daily because it was just the most important thing to do. Yep. Um, now. I, I, I approached this with caution because, Dave, I know you blog daily, but you're putting stuff in your blog that is actually of use to your clients. <laughs> Try to. Um, but there's a whole bunch of people out there, a whole bunch of uh, companies in, 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 in all sectors that are putting stuff out that is not actually useful. It's just sort of a regurgitation of what somebody else has written ten times. Well, and that's that is where it comes into. And you know what? I mean, we're in a we're in a really really lucky sector. I mean, look at heck, 
Barry Schwartz, right? Like the, the guy publishes, I don't know what, a dozen times a day. Um, but in our, in our niche, that's doable. 10, 12 things kind of happen each day. <laughs> so you can talk about 10 different things that are, that are happening, um, each day, but you're right. I mean, we've all had those clients where your niche isn't like that. <laughs> like 10 different things don't happen. So come up with one well-crafted piece. I know we've got a client, for example, and, and his site, it's an e-commerce site. It sells men's shoes. Well, you're not going to come up with something every day. You shouldn't come up with something every day. Nobody really cares about this, you know, new style of shoe from X manufacturer. No, take your time, spend two weeks, and come up with a great tips for like, and here's how to pair this suit with this jacket because, you know, guys are idiots and don't know, right? Like, or whatever. But something, you know, more along that line, and I think that's your point. Put out something that's useful, that, that's quality, and that people are going to care about, and now you're going to fare, fare far better than just pumping out two, three pieces every week on, you know, hey, here's some new tan shoes out by, you know, XYZ manufacturer. Yeah, something webmasters have to remember on bloggers and SEOs and, you know, folks who are putting content on the web, Google has, uh, well, Google is using artificial intelligence to try to match the context of any given paragraph with search users' intent. So um, I'm going to a search engine and I'm typing in my, uh, my, my search career, I'm speaking my search career to my phone. I have a serious intent when I'm, uh, when I'm doing that. Google is looking at your content and trying to match up your content with the, you know, billions or uh, it's, it's, it's billions of users' intent when they're conducting a search. So if you're just putting up crap, you're just putting up filler, um, basically cardboard, like cardboard cereal on your blog, are you actually meeting searcher's intent or are you just trying to, you know, fill space? Yeah, well, indeed. Indeed. And, uh, and it was funny because I – sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that Rank Brain is actually is going to be a bigger wild card in 2017 than we think – than we perceive it to be. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I know you're, you're reminding me and it goes back. It's I only remember this quote because Mary's listed it like a thousand times to me. Uh, but it was from Dwayne Forrester. And she's like constantly like content isn't king. Usefulness is king. He said it once on a stage in Dallas um, at uh, I can't remember one of the conferences there. Um, anyway, it was it was just a, a great little thing and it's like yeah you remember that one and it's funny because this this piece came up over on search engine land the one that we're talking about right now and i was like okay i'm just gonna read more you know the same like we we know this but you know i it's search engine land like they produce some good stuff so i'm gonna give a, a read through here you know i i was surprised that yeah it, it it was it was a great piece and then you brought it up as as something we should chat about on the on the show as well sent it across and it's like yeah it it, it is a worthwhile piece so for our listeners Head over to Search Engine Land. It's why SEO. Um, sorry, I'm reading the, the URL. Why SEO and lousy content don't mix. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a good piece with some. You know, you should just know it. Like, and you probably do, but it's good to have a reminder on what you should be thinking about when you're deciding on your content types. Yeah. So if you're out there looking for it, um, it was written by Ryan Shelley. Got published on uh, January 10th, so two days ago from 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 the time of this uh, podcast recording. Why SEO and lousy content don't mix. 
If you're going to be reading any articles this week, this is this is one of the ones you want to put on your reading list. Definitely. Um, where else are we going right now? We got about, uh, I don't know, seven minutes before we uh, got to draw another commercial. So, Dave, where, where do you want to go? You know what? There, there's a couple stories I want to talk about here, um, but I'm going to go with the shorter. <laughs> just, just because um, of, of the way you and I talk. Um, so I know uh, after you, I think you'd brought it up. There's, uh, you know, Brand had put out some predictions for 2017. And he actually um, reported or rated his predictions that he did last year, which is also kind of fun uh, to do. But um, the announcement came out. Uh, well, it was, it was just a bit after our last show, but, but we're talking about here um, is because we didn't get a chance to talk about the last show, um, Google to start showing local specific phone numbers when location extent, uh, extensions appear in ads. So for people who don't know, <laughs> um, and this, this starts next week, so get yourself ready, um, a bunch of advertisers got some emails from over at Google, uh, basically going, if you're using um, location extensions, um, and you're, you know, basically deciding on your phone number, they might override where, where people will have their locations, you know, based in, you know, wherever in Whistler, right. And I, I can mm -hmm. have my ad set to my location here. Um, I may still want my traffic going through a centralized phone number. Right? I mean, I've had clients like that. I mean, one of them is actually probably listening in on the show and Hey, I won't say who it is, but, um, you know, if you have a scenario where you want it going through your centralized call center, even when it's going you know, local specific, mm -hmm. um, you want to be able to do that. You don't want a local number appearing. Well, you may not have a choice <laughs> uh, anymore. Now they're doing some testing on it um, in this one. But um, yeah, basically advertisers got an email going, hey, uh, we might be, and it's a might, not a will, but a might, we might um, be making that decision for you. And we may actually show nothing. <laughs> as far as phone numbers go, um, when you when you've got uh, location extensions on, um, they might decide on on the local number. They might decide on no number, even if you've decided that what you want is a centralized phone number, like a like a main phone number. So we'll see how that plays out. I have a hunch this is a test. I have a hunch it's not going to go well. Um, either that, or um, they're going to be trying to funnel people into more click to call kind of stuff where. You know, yeah, you can go through your centralized number, but we're going to decide what that phone number is. You know, this may be their way of trying to get more people into into those uh, those types of programs. But um, it'll be interesting. I don't like it though, and I, I'd be interested to see what uh, what Larry Kim has to say about this one. But haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, absolutely. This is another one, uh, another move by Google that makes me scratch my head and you know wonder why they're doing this. And yeah, I I, I could see them uh, wanting to move people towards their own click to call their own click to call services. Although I, 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 I do believe there's laws about that, um, you know, about like pushing, using your heft to push your advertisers around. But I mean, seriously, Google, these are people who are paying you money, not like us cheap, cheapskate organic scoff laws. These are people who are paying you money to uh, publish content um, in, in ad form. And uh, yeah, like, 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 like you, Dave, I, I think this is an experiment that, that simply can't last too long. Yeah, yeah, but but like you and I'm kind of scratching my head, going, I don't understand what you're trying to find out. Like, I'm sure they have a reason that I'm not thinking of. Like, there's got to be something they're testing for here, um, but I don't quite get uh, what they would be testing for that would be worth <laughs> testing. Like, if I'm an advertiser, I know my business. I'm here to maximize my revenue as an advertiser. So, whichever Indeed. of those two phone numbers I use, 
I probably know which one's going to do the trick. And if I don't, that's my problem. <laughs> but Indeed. I'm making that decision. You know what Google's testing? How much crap webmasters will put up with. <laughs> that's what they're <laughs> testing. Okay. It's uh, about 20 to the hour at the time of this uh, recording of this podcast. So it's an opportune time to take uh, take our last break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies, this is Jim uh, from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're going to be coming back after the break talking about SEO predictions in 2017. Stick around. We've more coming up after the messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Content for your ears and everything in between. Cranberry.fm Takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 12th of January, 2017. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Waste Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we're going to round out the show with... Uh, you know, pre- uh, predictions from uh, from Dave, your friend and mine, Rand Fishkin. He uh, earlier today published eight predictions for SEO in 2017, and uh, 
You know, I, I read through these predictions uh, during the commercial break there. Most of them are pretty conservative. Some of them are out there. going to read them off to you and uh, want to get an idea on what you think, okay? Okay. <laughs> so the first one. Voice search will be more than 25% of all U.S. Google searches within 12 months. Um, despite this, desktop volume will stay nearly flat and mobile, non-voice, but mobile search will continue to grow. So there's actually three predictions in one here. First one, voice search is going to grow to more than 25% of all U.S. Google searches within 12 months. Really? You know what? I, I'm going to give him this one. Um, mainly because if we look at, and, and I think he's counting personal assistant queries um, in in voice search here. Okay, so and something I think like the, Google Home or, or Amazon Echo or something. Exactly. So I think that's where the it's almost a guaranteed win on, on point one there because it's not even available. Like I had to order mine, like, like and I've got a Google Home sitting sitting back in my office right now, um, just just waiting to be opened up. Um, but it's not even available in Canada. I had to get it <laughs> shipped, right? So it's not it's it's by necessity it's going to grow um, by leaps and bounds because the devices are just going to be available to us um, at that point. So I, I, I'm going to give them a win on that one. I, I think that one's almost guaranteed. Okay, well, there's a couple other points here. Desktop volume will stay nearly flat, but mobile, non-voice mobile, will continue to grow. Is the uh, is the desktop dying? You know what? I'm going to go with, yeah. Um, you know, in this context, like when, when we talk about in this context, now, I mean, you and I, for example, we optimize our sites. We, you know... Get every you know try and try and focus on conversions monitor our analytics do you really care how your site does on mobile i don't <laughs> um but the fact is people aren't generally looking up they might be on our blog on mobile but they're not tending to look up our services on mobile nobody's sitting on a subway in new york going you know what i really need right now and i need to buy <laughs> this right now i need some seo no, they're sitting at their desk in their office and they're looking stuff up. That's that tends to be that. So I think it really depends on what your service is. Um, but yeah, I think the thing is, I, I don't think it's a death of desktop. I think desktop has hit its peak. Voice and mobile are still growing, and it's mainly because Google's getting their claws further and further in and making it something that you just do on the fly all the time. Desktop's just hit its peak. It's 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 not really dying. I don't think it's just that. People search as much on their desktop now as they can and still accomplish anything else. So I, I think that's more the case. And I think we'll see it flatlining even more as people get more and more, you know, Google Homes or Amazon Echoes. Because if I have a query and I'm sitting on my desktop, it's still easier to shout that query over <laughs> to my personal assistant to get me an answer to something. Um, if I just need some quick data rather than actually looking it up, like if I'm looking up, what's the weather? Well, am I going to bother if I have a, a Google Home sitting five feet away from my desk and I'm working on, you know, a, an article or something? Am I going to bother to stop, switch to Google, look up the weather? No, I'll go, OK, Google, what's the weather like today? <laughs> and keep working on my article. So I think that's where it's it, we're going to see that stabilization. But I think for core query types, I think desktop's going to hold its ground, but probably not grow. Okay, I can see that. Um, I'm a little bit, it's weird. I'm a little removed from this. I have uh, four times the number of B2B clients than I have B2C clients. And, you know, the B2C clients, they are seeing a uh, 
not a gradual rise, a sudden, a, a serious steep rise in, uh, in, in, in mobile devices accessing their websites. B2B world, it's all desktop. Nobody, nobody gives a damn about mobile in the B2B world. Right. Not yet, anyway. Right. No, and it, it's true, and I don't see that changing soon. I mean, of course, it depends on your B2B, but I don't see that changing soon just because B2B lends itself a lot more to a desktop environment. Um, I think just when I'm thinking about it, because the second I'm now just on my Yes, I, I mean, there's times I'm thinking about business. I'm gondola yesterday getting secure certificates and all for a client. <laughs> that does happen, and, and I'm doing that from, from a mobile device. Let me tell you, fat thumbs, it's way harder to do, but you can, it can be done. Um, but I, I tend to be doing these things at, at a desktop. I tend to be making my decisions about my phone providers or, or this, that. When I'm sitting on a desktop, I would more naturally – have been putzing around on Facebook or looking up YouTube videos or something, you know, if I was killing time on a gondola, um, you know, the, than I would be to making business decisions or operating in a business environment. Some are different, but I, I think that's that's going to hold its ground if you're in a B2B um, sort of marketplace. Okay, well, here's, here, here's another one. Um, Google will remain the top referrer of website traffic by five times plus. Neither Facebook or any other source will make a dent. Mm-hmm. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, the only real contender I see coming up or a real challenger at this point, um, and it's funny because it's not a challenger for bulk traffic. It is just a challenger for um, you know what actually counts is Amazon. Um, they're, they're the big challenger, um, but they won't be making a dent in, in what Rand's talking about here, which is just mass traffic. Like which which they have. I mean, that's what Google has, and and they're a, a major refer. But I think Amazon's making some great ground into hitting them where it hurts, right? Well, I mean, there we we talk about them on personal assistance and stuff. It's it's hitting them where the money is, as opposed to hitting them on on volume. Well, I, I got to agree with you to a point, and I was actually going to use Amazon as 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 my an example of my reply to you. Um, I read an article the other day that. Because, because when 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 searchers are doing a consumer or a product search, they know they're probably going to purchase their product from Amazon. They're actually doing their discovery searches at Amazon now. Amazon's uh, search engine has become good enough that when they're looking up information on the product that they actually want to purchase. It used to be that you would go to Google, you'd research the heck out of like four or five different items, make your decision, and then go to Amazon to make the purchase. People mm -hmm. have taken Google out of the step now because Amazon is now providing the requisite information they need to uh, to make that decision. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I'm not, I'm not. You know what? You're you're going to give Rand a definite. I'm going to give Rand a yeah, maybe on this one because because uh, I see other services and amazon most prominently um giving consumers the information they're looking for so as, as you were saying you know about google home just a few moments ago why should they take the extra step right right we'll see on that one um here's a here's his third prediction we're not going to get through all eight by the end of the hour but his third one is the marketing technology space will not have much consolidation fewer exits and acquisitions by percentage than 2015 or 2016, 
but there will be at least one major exit or IPO among the major SEO software providers. So when we're talking about SEO software providers, we're talking like SEM Rush, Moz, um, uh, 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 you know, Deep Crawl or, or Majestic or uh, Streaming Frog, etc. And I, I, I don't know if it's actually <laughs> given that given that Rand actually owns one of these companies. I don't know if this is a, no, come on, man! I don't know if this is a cool prediction or not, dude. <laughs> I know. If we hit the end of it and there hasn't been a major exit or IPO, he can manufacture his truth. Um, you know what? I mean, I've got to give him um, the 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 odds on win here. I mean, only because his knowledge in the SEO tool who's doing what space, it's going to be dramatically uh, higher than mine. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have the business. I have a business of knowing what a lot of these tools do. I'm not in the business of knowing how are they positioning themselves in the in the market, you know, in, in that context of who would be acquired by who, etc. You know, obviously, this is something Rand has to know and has to pay attention to. So I'm going to assume he's he's probably got uh, some inside information on this that um, that makes his prediction far more accurate than any comment I could make on it. Well, here's a here's an addendum he made to this prediction. He mentioned uh, specifics SEO software players: Yex, Search Metrics, SEM Rush, Bright Edge, Conductor, Stat, Rio SEO, Systrix, Yoast, and Moz itself. So these these are the companies he mentioned by name. He, he says one of two things. An IPO would make that field vastly more interesting to analysts and, you know, potentially to investors and entrepreneurs. But a large exit, if one of these companies left the field, that could be the signal to start a major wave of consolidation. People buying each other up. Mm-hmm. I think what his real prediction here is things are going to get very interesting in the... Uh, SEO tool sector. I look forward to it. Okay, here's one that really bugs me, and I think he's I think he's really right about this, but it really bothers me. Google will offer paid search ads and featured snippets, knowledge graph, and or carousels. So you want to buy your way in? Well, here's another place you can buy your way into. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It, I, I think it's right, and I think it's horrible. I like I totally agree with you and, and your take on it. <laughs> Um, I got I got clients that we are working so hard to get the right answer so that we can be the knowledge graph, you know? Yeah. And uh, to see that get sold would just annoy the heck out of me and also the people who've paid me a heck of a lot of money to freeze those answers for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which no, that, I mean, that, that's, me. that's the case. Um, and, I mean... It, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. It may make it easier for some people because these are going to generally be non-commercial terms, generally, not 100% of the time, but generally, they're probably going to be pretty cheap. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it may work out okay for some people. It'll be, it would be, it would make the paid search space really interesting. Like, I mean, from that standpoint, academic interest in the paid search space, it would be very interesting for me. I, I, I'd really enjoy watching that. However, I would really hate it to happen. <laughs> uh, because I don't think it would provide the best results. Um, 
and I, I because of because of what it's built for. Not that paid search and, and organic necessarily are always providing the best results, but when we're looking at something like featured snippets, it, it's built to do a specific thing, and that specific thing is based on collected data on the web, not on somebody paying to be there. Well, I I I hope it comes out to user behaviors and uh, uh, the quality of data, and not the quality of money or yeah. quantity of money. Because um, the information ecosystem is, oh, I don't know, precarious and uh, fairly toxic these days. Yep. Um, there's actually an interesting piece that's going to be published in Marketing Land, I think, today or tomorrow on what Facebook is doing to uh, to kill fake news sites. I haven't seen the article yet. I'm looking forward to it. I honestly don't think that they're going to have a hell of a lot of success though no i don't either um okay what else do we got here we got about two minutes left so where's one okay he predicts twitter will remain independent and remain the most valuable and popular network for publishers and influencers it's funny that's the one i was looking at too um i i i I hope it's wrong Uh, i think it's right i hope it's wrong I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's wrong because I think you know Twitter was trying to sell itself. There was no interest, so they'll probably remain in, uh, independent. But it's a toxic. It's a toxic space. Yeah. And that's the goodbye music. So <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, we've obviously done another hour. Stick around, folks. We've got some great content coming up after the news. Next week we're going to have a guest. The week after that we're going to have Ray Drysdale. Um, Friends, on behalf of Dave Davis from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedrick of Doris Media. You've been listening to Webcology on the 12th of January, 2017. Stick around, great content coming up in a few minutes. opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 